Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the first ever Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and I'm going to be your host here on these podcasts, talking about how things like nutrition, diets, supplements, hydration, genetics, your gut, superfoods, and so much more can be used to enhance your mental and cognitive performance. Now, my main goal is to talk to anyone who is looking to be the best version of themselves that they can be, whether you're an elite athlete or just someone looking to improve. One thing that always fascinated me was that the difference between first and second in sports is largely determined by neurological factors, not physiological factors. Everyone in the sport world has access to elite coaches, trainers, support staff, They're all on the same playing field as far as all of that stuff goes. But things like reaction speed and hand-eye coordination, those are what are going to set you apart from your opponent. And this is even more true in esports. I wanted to let you know that a lot of the information that I'm going to be talking about here is also going to be posted on my new website, gamerdiet.gg. And you're going to be able to find all sorts of awesome resources and articles there. The gaming community is already really underserved and it's completely unheard of for anyone besides supplement companies to take a look at them from a nutrition stance. I'm hoping to help them out by bringing some real nutrition science into their field. Now, this podcast is certainly for a wider audience, but the information on that website will still be valuable to anyone who cares about using nutrition to optimize their performance. So now I just want to talk a little bit about my philosophy on nutrition. There's Very few things in life, very, very few, that have the capacity to improve literally every other aspect of it. If you use a computer for work, for example, going from an old model with slow internet speed to a new model with quick internet, that's going to be so huge. It's going to yield immediate and significant performance improvements. And similarly, you as a person, are the fundamental unit in your existence. So if you improve your body or your mind, literally everything that you do will be improved. And as far as nutrition's, you know, concerned, the saying you are what you eat is literally true. Except for when you were only a sperm and an egg, every single bit of you was created by some nutrients you or your mom ingested. Even now, your cells are continually dying off and being replaced. And there are definitely some tissues that replace much quicker than others, but approximately every seven to 10 years, you're going to be sitting in a brand new body, which is pretty cool in my opinion, right? But here's the problem. Just like when you're building anything else, the quality of the building blocks is going to determine the quality of the final built product. So don't input trash and expect an output of, you know, top performing amazingness. And the concept makes a lot of sense, but usually people overlook the connection. And so that's one of the reasons why I love nutrition science so much. You essentially have, you know, what's called an Archimedes lever, and you should check that out if, if you're curious. It's pretty cool. But you, you have this lever at your disposal where you literally input just a tiny bit of effort on the nutrition side and your output is so huge. You have such a big improvement on things like your health span, your lifespan, your body composition, and what we're talking about here, your performance. And your brain is the ultimate master regulator, okay? It controls everything in you. And if your brain's hardware is upgraded, your entire body is upgraded. So that's super cool to me. So what I'm offering you with this podcast is this, the chance to improve the top of the funnel 
to make every other aspect of your life better. I'm hoping I can upgrade your body, your brain, you know, you. And I want you to succeed because of your diet and not despite your diet. This world is so much more competitive now in whatever field or venture you're pursuing, and I'm hoping to give you a secret performance edge. Now, don't forget to leave me a rating and a review on this podcast because I have so much more in store for you. Honestly, I do. And, uh, you know, it, hopefully you'll subscribe as well so that way you can be the first to know when new episodes come live because I have a lot of episodes in the works right now and I know you're going to love it. So without further ado, I want to give you an introduction about myself. Some of you aren't familiar with the name Casey Thomas. First and foremost, I consider myself a nutrition guinea pig, okay? Nutrition has always fascinated me, and I can guarantee you that if you've heard of any diet or any supplement, I've tried it, okay? I have a very strict protocol where I keep all these detailed notes and a bunch of mini journals, okay? So I'll give them, whatever the diet or supplement is, 30 days, and I will be 100% on point with that protocol. I'll keep all sorts of notes, things like you know how I'm feeling, how my workouts are going, and I also track things that are a little bit more uh, nerdy, sciencey. <laughs> I'll track my body composition before and after. I'll take circumference measures. My doctors hate me. Let me tell you, my doctors hate me because I'll get blood work before and after just to compare. And I do a lot of these things, so they're constantly just like, what are you doing now, Casey? Uh, and so I get blood work before and after to compare what the diet or the supplement did to me. Okay, And all of this can sometimes be despite my better judgment. Even if I know a diet is going to be terrible, if I, if I hear about it from more than one you know person, then I feel obligated to give it an honest try. And there was one diet in particular that took me a little over six months, I'd say, just to get my lives back to normal. Okay, So <laughs> I will walk into this stuff, but I think that gives me a little bit more clout with the people that I'm talking about when I've also personally tried all of the diets. Okay. Anyway, so I started out pre-med with the goal of becoming a neurosurgeon. My, uh, my major was neurobiology at the time. But once I started working with the doctors and seeing how they lived, I decided that was not for me. I saw what they were doing and I was like, nope, not me. <laughs> so instead, I thought it'd be awesome to go be on the forefront of scientific discovery. So I went and worked in clinical research. Okay, and specifically clinical research investigating various supplements and pharmaceutical compounds and their effects on the brain. Now, during my undergrad and clinical research time, I did have a private practice where I was a nutritionist, and my nutrition gig was simply a hobby at that point from you know years of being a nutrition guinea pig. And I want to take a quick moment here to make a note that literally anybody can be a nutritionist. Okay, You are a nutritionist. All right, it's not credentialed. Dietitian is the term for a nutrition professional. So make sure you know, you're looking for, for that terminology. Now, when I was working with supplements and drugs, uh, I started to draw in some very high level athletes who were looking for the next big thing that wasn't yet banned. Okay, so you know, let me explain that a little bit. So many people you know, think athletes are freakish physical specimens, and that's true. And as I said before, you know, everyone these days, though, has access to amazing trainers and facilities, and everyone's body is basically in peak physical condition, okay? But more often than not, 
what's really going to separate you is those neurological differences. Okay, so I mentioned reaction speed before, you know, hand-eye coordination, decision-making capacity if you're a leader, making shot calls. Uh, all these things become really, really important for, for traditional sports. And so supplements that can boost neurological functions, those are not well-regulated right now, okay? And those provide a very unique opportunity for performance enhancement. So I started drawing in these athletes who are looking for that. And so my love for nutrition kept growing. I started taking on more and more clients, and I soon realized that I couldn't get the job that I wanted being a nutritionist. So I went back to school, became a dietitian, and uh, I actually started a sports nutrition program on campus, which was awesome. Uh, and after that, I started working with UCLA Athletics, okay? So D1 collegiate athletes, very high level. And, you know, I did things like help improve the body composition, the health, the performance among all the athletes that I was working with. And it, it didn't hurt that I picked up a couple championship victories along the way. Okay, so that's always fun. Uh, I also proposed and got approval to adopt a true NBA performance model with our basketball teams. And this was completely unheard of. Okay, this was the first time that someone had done this at the collegiate level in the nutrition world. Okay, so I was very fortunate that that got approval. And what that let me do was really narrow down the amount of athletes that I was working with. Because before that, I was working with hundreds. Okay, and if I gave every single athlete five minutes in a week, you know, I'd be doing 12 hours a day alone on just talking to these athletes. I was spread way too thin. So instead, what we did was we narrowed our focus onto basketball. And uh, this allowed me to have touch points with those athletes every single day. Okay, my office was in the weight room. I communicated with the strength and conditioning coach. I communicated with the skill coaches. I com communicated with the sports medicine team, the team docs. Um, I communicated with all these people. Uh, and what I would do is I had control, complete control over all of their nutrition provisions. And what I would do is alter their day-to-day -day nutrition literally on the fly based off of the feedback that I was getting from all these different people. Okay. So, you know, if they're in a deload week, you know, we lower the calories if they have excessive high volume and, you know, high intensity training, then maybe I'm increasing their calories. Uh, sports medicine's telling me they're very inflamed. I add some anti-inflammatories to their post-workout smoothies. Uh, literally all these changes just to optimize and tweak every single thing that every single athlete is getting. And it was a way for me to implement these truly very, very high level nutrition protocols with these individuals. And honestly, we saw remarkable results and success. And so I was really happy about it. I loved it. Today, I still keep my foot in the academic world. You know, I'm a published scientific author. I do peer review. I'm also an instructor. And I keep my foot in the private practice world, which is my main day today. And I work with professional athletes, Olympians, esports athletes, and honestly, people just looking to improve. Okay. Um, I also do consulting work for sports programs, universities, businesses, all looking to gain a performance edge. And looking back, I used to think that I wasted all my time working in research. And, you know, it, it's actually turned out to be my greatest strength. So having a research background in sports nutrition is incredibly rare. What you see is that most of the people who are in research in sports nutrition are these PhDs who have these ivory tower, you know, <laughs> academic debates where they're not actually getting people results. They're just arguing whether, you know, 
1.6 versus 1.8 gram per kilogram per day of protein is optimal, those kind of things. All right, who cares, right? It's all about getting results with people. And that's what I love. I love to bring the science down to the regular people. And that's really my favorite thing. Honestly, that's that's truly my favorite thing in the world is when I can take some research that I've learned about it and actually use it and apply it to help people get results. I don't care what the science says. I care about getting results at the end of the day. And so that's what I want to offer you in this podcast. Okay, real results. <laughs> I've stepped on all the landmines myself through my own obsessiveness with trying everything out. And I've also worked with countless others, uh, you know, from all skill levels and all walks of life. And I've seen results in so many people. And so what I want to do for you with this podcast is honestly provide you with actionable information, okay, with all the details. There's so much content out there that I see with the nutrition world where they don't get into the nitty gritty. You know, they're like, eat more vegetables. That's how you be healthy. <laughs> it's like, thanks, bro. My mind is blown. I had no idea I needed to eat more vegetables. Um, I know you're fired up. I know people are fired up. They want results but they don't know how to actually take the steps to do it. And what's worse, they don't know who to trust, okay? There's so much being bombarded with, you know, supplements and diets and fads and trends and all these things. So many people hitting you from different angles, and it seems like the scientists can't agree, and you don't know who to trust, okay? So me, I want to make you a promise. Sometimes what I'll tell you won't be sexy, but what I will tell you is that it will be true to the best of my knowledge and experience, Okay. And one thing that I also want to say is that if you're serious, it's time to get serious. Stop looking for the quick fixes. Okay. Too many people are looking for quick fixes in this field. All right. Enough ranting. With the rest of our time today, I want to give you some tips that you can look to incorporate right now to use nutrition to make your brain a little bit more happy. Okay. And I'm going to talk about the least sexy topic I can think of, uh, which is hydration. <laughs> okay, so hydration, most people think it's incredibly easy. They think you just drink water when you're thirsty and you call it a day. And I wish it was that easy. Okay, if you're letting thirst guide you, here's the thing if you're letting thirst guide you, thirst only shows up after you are already dehydrated. Okay, it's a protective feedback mechanism that says, You messed up, I'm suffering, go get me water right now. <laughs> So the bottom line, if you're waiting on thirst, it's far too late. And the pros, you know, the people who are the best at their hydration, they say, I don't get thirsty because they have a protocol in place they follow and they never get thirsty. So here's a little bit of the science, okay? I'm sure you've heard that the human body is as much as 60% water, right? That alone, that sheer amount of, of water in your body is your body's way of telling you, hey, this is really important to me, <laughs> okay? I'm 60% of this stuff, all right? It's an essential component, and without it, you're gonna run into all sorts of problems. You're gonna see things like your endurance and your strength capacity decrease, uh, and you're gonna have a more difficult time altering your body composition, which a lot of people you know, strive to do. Um, but, okay, so the body's 60% water, but your brain is 73% water. All right, 73%. So your brain, when it gets dehydrated, it feels it so much more, okay? It feels it so much more than the rest of your body, all right? And when you get dehydrated, you know, in addition to uh, endurance and strength being worse, in addition to, you know, having more difficulty with altering your body composition, you're also gonna see things like perception of effort 
increases for literally any task that you do, okay? Which basically means you're gonna feel like all of your tasks are way more difficult and challenging than they actually should be, all right? Now, dehydration, okay, in the brain, because it's feeling it so much more, your brain will actually shrink. And you can literally see it on a scan, okay? It mimics dementia. It will literally shrink visibly. And as little as a one to 2% dehydration will impair all sorts of brain functions. Things like memory, attention, decision-making, reaction speed, and all sorts of other cognitive skills, okay? So your brain performance goes in the gutter when you get dehydrated. Now I wanna give you guys a plan. And here's the exact protocol that I've used literally with thousands of people, okay? And the best part is that's super easy to implement. So here's what you do. First, this is how you calculate your daily fluid needs. Figure out your weight in pounds. So get a scale, weigh yourself, divide by two. Pretty easy, right? That's how many fluid ounces you need to consume per day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you should consume 75 fluid ounces as a minimum. This is your base level needs, okay? Now I'm hoping that you are physically active, <laughs> okay? Because physical activity comes uh, with all sorts of not only physical ben benefits, but also mental benefits. So hopefully you're sweating. And what you need to do is you need to add in those sweat losses, okay? Super easy to do that is super easy way to figure how much you know you actually sweat out is to just weigh yourself before and after you exercise so if you weighed 150 pounds before you exercised but you weighed 149 pounds after you exercised that means you sweat out one pound of fluid okay pretty easy so you need to drink back that one pound of fluid to make sure that we're back in status quo and actually you should probably drink a little bit more than that they say anywhere from 125 percent to 150 percent of your sweat losses so you start with your weight divided by two, that's your base level, and then you add in your sweat losses, okay? If you do not like numbers and calculating things, an even easier method, though it's a little bit less accurate, is to just look at your urine color. And I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, the, the kidneys, what they do is they preserve water when they sense that the rest of the body is dehydrated. And as a result, urine becomes more concentrated in dehydrated individuals. Shouldn't be a surprise to you. I'm sure you've heard this stuff before. Uh, so you do not want to see a dark yellow or orange urine. All right. However, a lot of people think that crystal clear water-like urine is where they should be at. And that's also not the case. You want to be at a nice light yellow color. Okay. You don't want to be crystal clear white and you also do not want to be, you know, super dark and yellow orange. Okay. So light colored urine, that's what we're going for here. It's possible to be overhydrated, which comes with its own problems. Now, some things that I want to point out, which are at risk times is in the morning time, you are highly at risk to be dehydrated. And that's because you lose a lot of fluid throughout the night. So getting some water when you wake up is really important. And another at risk time is Mondays. And that's because I know a lot of you guys, you 
have you know a little bit more wonky sleep schedules a little bit maybe different drinking habits on the weekends compared to weekdays so mondays are especially rough you know you got a case of the mondays they're especially rough in part because of the dehydration that you're experiencing so make sure you're drinking a lot on mondays make sure you're drinking a lot in the mornings and that'll help you cover some of the our uh, at-risk time periods <clears throat> now some other tips for your water drinking make sure you're not drinking it all at once okay the body needs time to absorb it so what you need to do is be slowly drinking it throughout the day all right don't drink like a gallon of water right before you go to bed aside from just you know all the problems of waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom that's also going to cause problems because uh, you're not going to absorb all of it which sucks all right the other thing you can do is you can get a clear refillable water container and you can mark it with lines and times to remind yourself to keep drinking and i did see that they are starting to sell bottles that actually do this already for you which is super cool in my opinion because i used to just be using masking tape and putting it on people's water bottles um, so now they actually have water bottles that you can buy that have this and you know as an example the top line might say 9 a.m and you know that you need to drink down to that line by 9 a.m all right one thing I really want you guys to remember, though, is that hydration for today started yesterday. Hydration for tomorrow starts today. So if you have a big meeting coming up, you have some, uh, you know, a game tomorrow, you have some sorts of sporting activity, you have something that you care about where you need to be sharp, okay? Make sure that you're taking your fluid and hydration seriously starting the day before so that way on the day of you're not going to be impaired just because uh you know you, you are a little bit dehydrated like i said one to two percent dehydration is all it takes to see severe impairments in your performance and you you won't even really realize it and that's one of the problems with the brain is that when it's impaired you don't realize okay it's kind of like when you get used to sleeping with very minimal <laughs> hours all right i'm sure a lot of you have had this experience you get used to it and you're like oh this is fine i'm great and then you get that one awesome night of sleep and you, you know you get to sleep in and you're like wow i've been missing out i can't believe that this is what it feels like to be not tired for once it's kind of the same thing it's like because the brain is where you're located you know you're locked in your brain at all times you don't really feel like it's not operating optimally you can only determine that by measuring and all the data all the measurements show one to two percent that's all you need you're not gonna you're not gonna feel like it you're not gonna think that you're impaired but you definitely are all right so just to um recap you know uh you want to if you want to calculate your fluid needs take your weight divide it by two and that's how many fluid ounces you need per day as a baseline add in your sweat losses and you'll be good to go, all right? You wanna make sure that your urine is a light color, not crystal clear white and not too dark. And you also wanna make sure that you are slowly drinking it throughout the day, okay? That's gonna enhance absorption. And if you want to, you can buy one of those refillable water containers that got those markings on it. Like I said, a lot of people I've worked with swear by those things. So with that, I'll sign off. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode. Leave me a rating and review so I know what you liked about it uh, or didn't like. And please make sure you subscribe because I have so much more in store for you. And uh, I'm really hoping I can improve your life with some of these actionable nutrition tips. So I'll talk to you very soon. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.